Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Scanline Table Top. Whew. Whew. Whoa, that was Whew. that was a well, yeah, that was a stumbly trip down the stairs on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we are playing Blades in the Dark. Our campaign is called The Ghosts of Parliament, and I am your game manager, Six Dabar. I'm one of the players, uh, Jennifer Uncle, and uh, my character is Scully Booker. And I'm Kyrie Page. I'm playing Meyer Scora. And uh, we finished up our, our job last time. You managed to you managed to complete it. Um, I'm looking at looking at Scully's sheet here, and now I'm looking at at Meyer's. It seems like it was a little stressful. A wee bit. A, uh, there was a there was a little stress involved. <laughs> Um, so we'll have to, we'll have to do something about that. Give us, um, give us some, you know, some, some time because we got downtime coming up. Um, before we get to downtime though, I have given you each a present. All right. I love presents. Uh, based on your experiences, I've given you each a unique ability. Uh, we will start with Meyer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meyer, you now have the ability Ghost Dog Whisperer. Uh, when you sense a spirit, you always know if it is an animal. Roll in a tune luck roll. If you succeed, you also know what kind of animal. Great. Uh, so just any time you decide to sense a spirit, which is not a roll if you're just like, hey, there's a spirit here. I, You could just be like, hey, is it an animal? I'll be like, yes. And then you can roll luck, which is the kind of roll where if it goes badly, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't happen. Um, and I'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's a parrot. Or whatever. You'll um, you'll just make up an animal on the spot. I mean, prop. Hopefully, I'll have. Sometimes I'll have it planned, but uh, certainly not every time. That's impossible. Mm -hmm. Who can plan everything? Um, I'm I'm I am a very improv heavy. I peek behind the curtain. The way I tend to GM is I have a list of names. I have a few like big events, and I use them as like like dots on a map and whatever's in between is just up to me I'll just figure shit out um scully uh based on your experiences recently you have the special ability allergic to bullets <laughs> <laughs> all right uh when you are being attacked with a firearm you get an additional plus one d to resist Okay, so it's going to be that situation like last time where if I get shot, it'll be one for a bit and then eventually go to level two? Uh, no, it'll be that you roll an additional die to resist the harm. Um, basically, like... Because so you've been you shot choose... so many times. Right, you, 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 now you basically have a sixth sense where it's just sort of like... You, it, it's almost like you can read the narrative, right? It's, it's not actually fourth wall breaking because there's ghosts, and so we can explain it that way. Um, but basically, Meyer or, or Scully can just have this moment of like, I'm about to get shot, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you can just tell. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, all that said... Um, Let's take a look at so so how to how how to go where, where are we I think you've got some you've got some doggos yeah we have two ghost dogs uh, Doug and um, Karos. Karos Karos is the one that Karos is the one that uh, you remember Doug because when I said Doug everybody laughed and so that one stuck in your brain but yeah <laughs> Karos is Karos is the one that wants to bite everybody yes 
Karos is is the feisty one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you managed to make the show go- like it was it was rough, but the audience didn't really know what was going on. Um, I'm I'm gonna say like for the sake of I mean I didn't I didn't go into this, but I'm gonna say for the sake of the narrative, by the time uh the the play ended. Someone involved had managed to drag the bodies of the people that <laughs> Scully had killed away, <laughs> so they weren't just walking out into the street into bodies. Um, which certainly, in some parts of the town, they wouldn't care. White Crown, they would care. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, last game, you also properly formed a squad. Yep. Yeah. And so now I actually can show you, if you look at the, the sheet, you have reputation. Um, you have six squads that you have reputation shown with. They're, they're just the ones that are like kind of relevant to us. As other things become relevant, I can add them. Uh, you are at a minus one reputation with the blue coats because you break the law frequently. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. You're minus two with the foundation, who are the people who maintain the city's spirit fast and those statues. For I think probably obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of punched a librarian down there, and also I have repeatedly attacked their statues. And yeah, you've 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 done a lot. Um, you're at a zero with the lamp blacks. Uh, they're going to become possibly relevant this time. I guess maybe not. Um, I will note a divergence from the book. In the book, the lamp blacks are a uh, form. They're the former like lamplighters guild that has turned to crime because of all the electric lamps now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I look at the list of factions, I mean, this is just a thing they're going for tonally. That is not a thing that I want tonally. But like about fifty percent of the factions in that are in the game by default are just like this is a gang that does such and such, right? Right. And I'm like, that's not the tone I'm really going for. So, uh, in in my version of this, the Lamp Blacks didn't turn to crime. They were some of them had to quit because they couldn't keep up, but a lot of them were just trained to basically do like repairs on the new electrical lamps and stuff. And uh-huh. they also spend a lot of the time sort of caring for the community. They are like genuinely pretty good people who look out for the common folk. They keep the lights on. They keep the lights on. Um, you're at plus two with the Parliament. Because you you keep doing work for them and helping them out, um, for the sake of argument, at the moment, uh, Satara is contained contained within the parliament, um, mostly because she doesn't have anything else going on. I'm sure at some point she will break out into a different faction. Right. Um, you're at plus one with the spirit wardens, who are the ghost hunters that you had a brief interaction with one time when you were in, uh, investigating the burned down parliament theater. And uh, Meyer took one of their ashes and summoned them up to ask them questions. Um, because they're ghost hunters, they're also pretty good at being ghosts. And so <laughs> that dead one went to go talk to uh, their comrades and was like, hey, these people seem on the level. Cool. Uh, um, and you're at minus one with Switchblade Charity, which is the uh, group of the, the gang. There is one just straight up gang on here. Uh, run by uh, Chael, who is uh, Jen's uh, rival, is, is Scully's rival. Um, Switchblade Charity is uh, basically a gang that just, you know, is trying to make money and doesn't really care about it. Their name is thus 
because uh, Chael is the kind of person who thinks it's really funny to point out what an asshole they're being. Um, which is why they would they would name it something like charity when they're murdering and robbing people. I see. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chael's Chael's a like a, a you know I. I generally love creating characters who are like playfully mean and evil. Chael's just a huge piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chael fucking sucks. Um, you know, the description was vicious thug, and it didn't really give me any nice angle for that. So. Yeah. Um, but down time. First off, it's time to get paid. Yay. Um. So... First of all, we're going to get you some coin. I think uh, I'm going to give your group here, since this is the first time you're actually doing a job for for money, because <laughs> previously you tend to just uh, go a little, you know, it's, it's, it's been it's been weird, the, your arrangements in the past. Uh-huh. Um, first off, you get four coin. Cool. Which is which is useful. Uh, second off, you're going to get two heat, which is fairly low on the heat front. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we just have to roll for, um, entanglements. Who wants to roll entanglements? I'll roll entanglements. Okay. So you're just going to roll me a D6. Just, uh, oh no, you're going to roll me two D6. Because you're no, you are wanted level one. Never mind. Uh, you're gonna roll me one d six. Okay. So one d six. Yes. Four. Four. Rivals or the unquiet dead. Um. Let's see. You know what I think makes the most sense? The rivals. Just, yeah, that's that seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty um, much. I think basically it's just a situation that's like ah, this is the beautiful thing for as a GM about Chael is Chael doesn't need reasons to do things. <laughs> Chael just sucks. Um, so I think Chael, upon finding out that you have a headquarters, just shows up with a couple of of friends. Nobody really likes Chael, but some people follow Chael because they think Chael is their meal ticket. Right. Um, and uh, basically just walks in, um, and we can we can play this. Okay. Um, are you both there, I assume? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you are, you are, you are at your church, you're, you know, worshiping or whatever the hell you do. <laughs> um... And the door opens, sort of creaks open, and in walks uh, Chael. I don't think you know Chael, Meyer. I do not, because I was um, not there, and initially, right, or or and haven't seen the previous uh, engagement. So Chael is a um, is like a pretty like ripped lady with a um like a a. a big like a big scar over her right eye and her right eye is white because she's she's lost it basically right um but um it's not actually white because she had um in order to 
Her reasons are kind of unclear. You'd have to ask her and she probably wouldn't tell you. Um, she had a like a, a scribble iris drawn on her blind eye, like tattooed. Right. Um, which I don't, to me sounds intensely painful, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, she's 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 very ripped. Um, she tends to wear like dark, like baggy clothes. Um, she has a hood. It's down right now. Um, she has sort of like shoulder length, um, messy, like just sort of like unkempt, but not unattractive hair. Like it's not dirty. She just doesn't do much with it. Um, it's sort of like a, a dark red. Um and as she walks in, she is in like she has you know like black leather gloves on, and she is sort of tossing a dagger into the air and catching it over and over. Um, and behind her are a couple of her friends. And she says, "Scully, you didn't tell me you'd opened a business." Well, last time we met, it wasn't exactly on the most positive of terms. <laughs> You're right, I was a little rash. I didn't expect to see you there, and I was in the middle of a job, and you know how I can get when someone gets in the way of my business. Yeah, the feeling is mutual in that regard. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, I'm not interrupting anything, am I? I look over to Meyer. Who is this person, Scully? Uh, this is Chael. She's... She's the reason why there were so many bodies back at the previous job, lying on the ground. Oh, be fair, I only killed one of them. <laughs> That's true. She does kind of kill her own people sometimes. It's complicated, and the people behind her are very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I... Uh, who's, who's the witch lady? Who's the spooky? Spooky girl? Halloween? Jack-o'-lantern? Go on. <laughs> uh, Spider Solitaire? Different campaign. I don't know, I'm not like a word person, but... <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's Meyer. Mm. Okay, hello, Meyer. Uh, I'm a friend of Scully's. And, uh, you know... We've 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 done a lot of we've you know we've done a lot of business together in the past, um, which you know <laughs> is one of those things where I'm sure there's a perspective where that's true. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, hearing that she had a new business, I wanted to come and offer uh, my blessing, uh, and you know maybe see if if we can make a little bit of a connection here. As in a... Is that why you brought uh, your goons with you? Scully, these are my friends. How could I convince you to join me in a business venture if you thought it was just me? I just need to show you what you're getting for your money because you're going to pay me. Is there a reason why? Like... Are you coming here with a specific... They're extorting us, Scully. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like her. Hmm. Yeah, uh, we have fire and you have a building made out of wood. How much to make you leave? 
Uh, one coin is is fine. I flick one coin. Uh, so we're we're abstracting this. One coin is you know more than one coin, right? obviously. But for the sake of okay. for the sake of mechanics and also looking cool, it's like I flick a coin in her direction. All right, pleasure doing business. See, it's things can be so smooth. Let's go, lads. I'm just and staring. Back the door. Yeah, and I'm staring daggers at them as they leave. You know she's just gonna come back now that we've paid her once. You know. Yeah, I'm aware, but we can't. Do you, we couldn't take them on in our state? Look at you. Uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's though. Though it is a situation where, even though this is a building made of wood, we do kind of have a fire god on our side right now. I mean, look, just right now, sometimes you just pay, you just give the dogs a bone. And then the ghost dogs show up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then also the door creaks back open and uh, Chael pokes her head through and she's like, same time next week? Great. (laughs) (laughs) Throw dagger at the door. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So now you get downtime activities. Isn't that exciting? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like one of you could really use them. Um, one of you, you know, you one of you is, is less less bad off. Um, so let's talk about our downtime activities. Here's a reminder: acquire asset, long term project, recover, reduce heat, train, or indulge vice. Okay, I feel like I should focus on recover first. Uh, I will also um, let you know that you now have a new opportunity for Indulge Vice. Uh, I wonder how how you get... I, I think I want to abstract this because I think this, this... I don't know how y'all take this offer and maybe you will never take her up on it. But I think Satara... Um, because the, the party meant sort of between jobs and so there's not much for her to do. Spends a little more time hanging out here. And she basically offers to sort of help you get started on, like, you know, just some new art. And so if you want to ever cut, if you want to indulge your vice by just sort of enrapturing yourself in some new form of of learning how to do some art, that's also now allowed. Okay. Um, Because she's a muse, so she can make that, she can make that therapeutic. Um. Okay, so let's go ahead and roll a recover for you. Okay, do I just click healing on this, or? Um, well, so. (sighs) There's the thing. Mm -hmm. You don't have the Physiker special ability. So... Well, Meyer's going to have to roll if Meyer's willing to help. If Meyer's willing to try and patch you up. Um, I will say one of Scully's positive connections is a physiker. That's a great point. Okay, if you want to if you want to make use of 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 Sawtooth, um who I think's real name is uh Sean and just always says don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. 
That makes sense, because uh, uh, I don't think that you'd have a very good role using Scully. Um, using Meyer. Or, yes, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Let's just roll. Let's roll 2d6 and see. Let's see what happens. Okay. Five and a three. Okay, you get to fill two segments on your healing clock. All right. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom. I want you to know. Yes. Okay, we all know what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you uh, fill up the clock, um, you know what? I'm going to do alternate healing rules here. Um, I'm going to let you clear winged for free. Okay. Um, partially because you're a two-person squad, and so you kind of just have a, have a rougher time all around. Um, right. If you fill this healing clock, then you'll get um, you'll it'll, it'll I'll just heal your level two. A level one when you do this action, I'll just take away, and a level two you have to fill the clock. A level three, if we get there, we'll figure it out. It'll okay. Be bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's let's see. Um, buh, 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 buh. I'm trying to see if there's anything else you can do. No. Nope. Uh, you have one more action. Um, but you're not healed, so you might have to. You might have to do that. You might just have to. You might just have to accept that. God, you're in a bad situation. Yeah. Um, you did get shot. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll heal again. Uh, Okay, so you can um, you can buy with coin. You can buy additional um, downtime actions, which I'm gonna recommend at this point because you also are maxed out on stress. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How much money am I working with again? We have three coin uh, left. As as a squad, you're working with three coin. Okay. And it'd be like one coin to buy another uh, activity. Yes. Okay. Um. So which. Well, f- first off, for your second action, what are you doing? Um, healing. Okay, roll two d six again. Hope for a five or better, or four or five or better. Six and a three. Okay. Um, yep, yeah, you're healed. Shot's right. gone. Yay! Bullet has been extracted. Okay, I'll. Uh, I think I think what happens is you go to you go to Sawtooth, and Sawtooth. Uh, Sawtooth is just like, like, it's not that it's a harder job, right? That it takes two things. It's like, um, you, you, you get in and like, they, they set you down on the table and then like, like someone bursts in and is like, doc, he's dying. And it's like, all right, Scully, here's a book. Just hang out for a sec. <laughs> it has to come back to you. <laughs> Excellent. Um, comes back and 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 pulls two bullets out of you. Well, no, one bullet out of you and then stitches up the um the wind, which was like not didn't the, that bullet didn't really go into you, it just sort of grazed you. Um Okay. All right. Um and you want to spend that third action to to indulge your vice? Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. All right. I'll knock you down to two coin as a squad. So you- and go ahead and roll. Okay. Nope. Uh, which advice are you doing, by the way? Um, 
art form sounds kind of nice. Okay. Um, it's up to you. I think um, for you, Satara would recommend sculpture. Okay. Yeah, working with my hands and something that takes a little bit more strength. Mm-hmm. Would would Jen get a bonus for working with someone on this vice? Um, unfortunately, that's not how it works. I I gave you this because there is a there is a, a cult upgrade that allows you to sort of have a special um a special thing. So in the future, this will become better. Okay. Okay. Uh, but right now it's just an alternative for color. Okay. Um, so go ahead and four. Four. All right, that's something. You're down to two five stress instead of nine. So Yeah, some stress uh, to work with. Yeah, hopefully this job goes well. <laughs> I I uh, imagine Scully like sculpts like is trying to sculpt like a horse or something and accidentally mm-hmm. gives it an extra leg, but um <laughs> But that is, that, I think I think there's a moment where, Myers, where Scully's like, oh, this has five legs. And it's like, wait, sculpture, I can fix this. And just snaps it off. And it's like, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, so, Meyer, you've got two actions. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Uh, first one is I want to spend some time healing. Okay. And yeah, since it's just a level one bruised, I'll just remove it. Yeah. You're good. Just just Meyer like relaxes for a little bit, puts like a steak on the bruise or whatever, and then realizes it's way better to just eat the steak. <laughs> he puts the steak on the bruise and uh Karos with the like mouth lo- mel- like like welded shut <laughs> statue walks up and is like like bumping the steak trying to bite it. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I? I want steak. <laughs> <laughs> um, my second downtime action. Uh, I want to start a new clock. Okay. Long-term project: teaching Doug how to do ghost tricks. Okay. Um, that sounds good to me. Uh, that's definitely in a tune. And so you can just you can roll a tune for me, and we'll see we'll see how you do. Okay, doke. So that's two d six, three and a five. Okay, a five means you fill two segments. Um, I think I'll make this a six step clock. Yep, I figured this would take a while. Um, so there you go. You filled two spots on that. Um, basically I'm teaching Doug, like how this looks is letting Doug sit in my head for a bit and mm -hmm. interpreting like an order that I give mentally Mm -hmm. to be like, and it's something simple and something like, as like, knock over that vase. You know, and I think it goes really well. The only thing slowing it down is the fact that Karos kind of insists that he be involved too. Okay, I could teach. But and he and he is behaving pretty well, right? Because mm-hmm. this is interesting, and so he's, um, you do like, 
his thoughts aren't very well insulated. And there is like a degree to which you're like, okay, so he wants to possess something with a mouth. Got it. But, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> he's he is like he is being well behaved and playing along. Okay. So I can train both of them at the same time. Sure. Cool. Um yeah, I teach them both how to I just set up I have a series of like cheap vases and cheap glasses and just sort of like okay, just knock it over. And I think at the moment you're you're actually even not there. Um it's like they're like they're um they're just making it like make sounds like it's like dong cuz they're like they're like hitting it but not with enough force to knock it over. Right. But it's something. It's a start. Yep. Yeah. And I imagine if anyone came in, they'd be too freaked out by <laughs> these um, vases making noises to actually rob the place or anything like that. <laughs> well, I mean, we well, do. We steal from you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have nothing. <laughs> we don't have. We just have. Right now, we only have one person stealing from us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the church. <laughs> Yeah, fuck the church. <laughs> um, all right. And so, um, I think it's it's been a little bit of uh, you know, it's been a couple of days of of like you know medical treatment and uh, doing some art with Satara and uh, you know, ghost tricks. Uh, when um, you have another person walk inside. Uh, no, I think what happens is you show up in the morning, and someone has set up a desk. And is already there. Um, and they flick up their glance and they say, you're late. Uh, relate to our own place. Got it. <laughs> if you help? want to have a sustainable business, you are going to need to maintain business hours. My name is Carlos Custom. I'm your new secretary. Satara hired me. Oh. Okay, Carlos. She didn't really mention any of this to us, but... (laughs) Yes, she is not very communicative sometimes. She likes action. I guess that's fair. I've worked with her before. Anyway, uh, I have uh, two messages for you. um, And sort of reaches down underneath the desk. And it's it's a pretty crummy little desk so it's not hard to see what they're reaching for is there's a like a little a little tiny file cabinet and they open it up and pull out a couple of pieces of paper the only pieces of paper currently in that folder or file yeah file cabinet but we'll get there um right and they set them up top and they say uh you've had uh two callers uh first there is a uh mr mayhew from the lamp blacks and then there is a uh, Henri Hurstwick from White, Ca- White Crown Construction. Both of them wanted to discuss a job. Well, we spend quite a bit of time in White Crown, so maybe we should... What do the Lamp Blacks want? Um, neither of them gave too much detail. Uh... Mr. Hurstwick said that the job would involve some offshore work. Uh, 
and I believe that uh, Mr. Mayhew suggested it would be in the Char Hollow, which you would know is a district of, of Duskfall. Okay. Scully, what do you think? I mean, it's worth um, it's worth contacting them and see what we can find out about the job, right? If it if it sounds like a bad job, we can always say no. That is fair. All right, let's see what the lampbacks want. Uh, Carlos, was it? Uh, yes. Uh, let's get in touch with the lampbacks. Uh, very good. I will uh send the message. Um, and I think later that day, uh, Mayhew comes by. Uh, Mayhew is a um like a tall um. He's a tall guy. He's not, um, I think he's like on the thin side, but not quite gaunt, I would say. Um, and he's kind of on the pale side, perhaps from the fact that he seems to only work. I mean, a lot of people in the setting are on the pale side because the sun was destroyed. Right. Um, <laughs> there are fragments of the sun, but you don't get a tan quite like you used to. <laughs> um, Kara's really wanted to bite the sun himself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe part of his dream is to reform the sun so he can bite it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mayhew is is wearing like very practical, like like canvas clothes, canvas and denim, um, and um, has has like a a very like I think I think like it seems more intentional than five o'clock shadow, but a pretty light beard, um. And, like, where do you hold meetings? What does this look like? Um, well... Are we just sitting in pews? <laughs> I think I think that's just a sitting area. Mm-hmm. Um, we but... take him to the confession booth when we want to make a deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, Get... this feels very weird. <laughs> Get into some secret society shit. Except they know we've seen each other, so... <laughs> So do you just do you just take the screen down and use the confessional? Yeah, uh, that's, that's too much. Well, if if you want to have three people in there, there's not enough space. That doesn't work. Yeah, there's an office. There's like okay, there's okay. like a priest's office that we sure like sure. Y- that we use. Okay, it has chairs and a desk in it. You know, there's a little bobblehead for some <laughs> reason. Uh, and I think uh, Mayhew says, well, um, so my uh, my brother uh, Dietrich uh, referred me to you, said you were said you were just very good, you know, uh, honest people. Um, and so I, I normally wouldn't go to a, a ghost hunting outlet for this, but we need good people we can trust because. I mean, you know, we're we're not the richest organization, but we care about about helping folk and uh we need someone we can trust to do that there have been some some murders in the char hollow some of our people some lamp blacks but also just uh common folk and we're hoping someone can help us get to the bottom of them obviously it being the char hollow the blue cloaks don't particularly care uh so this one's kind of up to us So there's a serial murderer going around in the Char Hollow, and you want us to hunt them down? Yes. Okay. That sounds like something we could do. 
Hmm. Have there been any, um, have there been any sort of occult or supernatural, um, signs anywhere near some of the bodies that have been found? So that's, are are either of you religious? They have fun dresses. Okay, I didn't want to offend anyone with this. Um, it's kind of it's one of those things that you, you could you could call it either way. Um, it is the the bodies are sort of posed in prayer, looking to the heavens. I see. Um, so you know, if I if you were religious and I said yes, supernatural, <laughs> obviously, some people would be a little offended by that. But also, certainly not natural. Right. Yeah. Sounds we... like the killer's making a statement of sorts. I hope so, or else there's something much stranger going on. Do we have a consistent cause of death? Um, I mean, we don't have a lot of of morticians but it seems like they just i mean seems like they've all lost a lot of blood okay who was the most recent victim <sighs> honestly i don't know it was it was a homeless lady we don't have a we don't have her name um she's just she's yeah like the others, she is on her knees, hands clasped, eyes towards heaven, just stuck there. Okay. Has the body been moved recently? Because I'm going to definitely want to... I'm going to see if their ghost is lingering around and see if I can speak with them. We managed to pay a uh a spirit warden we negotiated pretty heavily because their prices are not cheap uh and they gave us a way to uh to take the bodies down without disturbing the spirit so uh, i believe that body is still up but previous victims we have taken down the bodies but the spirit connection should still be intact we haven't tested it but you know it was it was professional advice Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, I are you? Will you take the job? I'm all for it. Let's do it. Thank you. Um, we shouldn't be hard to find any of our members in in the Char Hollow, um, especially you know as as dusk approaches and and we have to check on the the lanterns. Um, just get a hold of any of us if you if you need you know to ask us questions or if if God willing you have some answers. <laughs> God, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> All okay. right. All right. We'll need a little bit of time to prepare, but we will get right on it. Of yeah. course. Thank you. Um, and, you know, cut. <laughs> <laughs> cut scene. All right. <laughs> so what do you, you want to do? 
the def the thing that Meyer wants to do is go to the most recent victim, see if we can summon their ghosts, and ask a couple questions. And while you're doing that, I could probably look around the area, see if there's anything that, uh, like, it, it doesn't sound like there was really a proper investigation in the area, so we could probably look and see if there's anything nearby that gives us a hint as to what happened. Okay. Um, all right, so you head on over there, and, um, there is... So this is going to be a little weird because given the given the nature of the job, this is not going to be like a straight up um, like, OK, like engagement role and stuff at this part. But also there will be risk involved at times. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, just making sure we're, we're cool on that. Um, but certainly at this point, you're in a controlled position. Um, so you head on over to like a, a little alleyway in, in the Char Hollow. Um, there is a there is a lady there. Um, you can see that her, her, you know, her residence, she'd, she'd set up a little, a little shelter for herself is, you know, couple, like maybe like a hundred yards away. It's, it's, you know, or no, no, a hundred. What am I talking about? Yeah. A, that's... Like a, a dozen yards away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's about a football field away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Um, what? Yeah, no, that's a no, long distance. Still a still a decent distance, but like, you know, you can you can see from here like cl- clearly they were within vicinity of their of their home, generally speaking. Um uh she is um she is on her knees um and like she is like sort of like sitting on her feet with you know that sort of pose that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and her hands are clasped in front of her and her eyes are towards heaven. Um it's sort of a it's a weird thing because obviously there's there's a you know rigor mortis is a thing but it wouldn't keep you in a pose like this. Yeah, like what sort of things have been done to the body to like keep it in this pose? Um, so that's gonna be a roll for me. Can you study for me? I can study for you. Controlled standard. Yep. Got a five. Okay, that's pretty solid. Um, let's see. Um, so, like, you check, like, okay, like, check her arms. Is there anything like pinning her arms in place? It's like no, there is nothing pinning her arms in place. Um, and then you sort of you check, um her like 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 okay is there like is there like glue is there some sort of like spikes is there um and it seems like i mean she is like withered like she's lost a lot of blood um but on this like this little investigation here you're not turning up any clear like it is clear she died because she ran out of blood you're not seeing any wounds and also what you are sensing with your with just with your natural abilities is that there is like a like there is a very low level magical current running through her which is sort of like it's like she was put into rigor mortis before she died like her mu- muscles are like magically clenched to hold the position and that magic is maintaining huh so 
there's blood drainage but no wound and there's residual magic to keep her in this position huh mm-hmm. okay and i think you would recognize that her eyes seem like how would this show um i think what does what does like just like we haven't seen too much straight up magic right we've seen ghost stuff but like what does magic look like to Meyer like if you see it is it like is it like ultraviolet you have to switch to a different frequency or can you tell some visual signs of it what does it look like I think magic um exists on since we've already established like a ghost plane mm-hmm. I think it, magic exists on another like dimension so it's like i have to flip around to like i have different lenses as it were Mm -hmm. and one of the lenses is detecting magic and it's not that magic and ghost stuff can't interact with each other and in fact it frequently does but what you are focusing on like it requires a certain amount of focus i think Mm -hmm. and i'm guessing just as part of this you flip over to that very briefly right yes I mean, like, that doesn't seem, that just seems like something Meyer would do. Yeah. Um, I think what you can see is sort of like, you can tell the origin point is the eyes of this magic, and it runs like a wire through the body. Hmm. I mean, like, a, a decent comparison would be if you, if you, like, had, like, um, a stuffed animal and you ran a wire through its limbs to prop it in a position. Only it's, of course, a piece of magic. And is this magic also, like, maybe... Like, could this same magic source be the reason why the body has no blood? Um, no. I mean, not, like... It, I mean, it, it, if you mean, like, could there could the same person who cast it have done another spell... That's possible, but like this, the spell you are looking at is very light, um, unless unless it was like cast and then a piece of it was pulled away. What you're seeing here could not have done that. Hmm. Well, what I want to do is I want to summon this woman's ghost and see if I can get some answers. Okay, go ahead and give me a, a tune, please. Two and a five. Okay. Uh, with a five, um, so uh, we didn't. We didn't. I didn't give you a, a really a consequence of last time, which was intentional. Um, it was partially just that you didn't get all the information that was there, um, as you probably guessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two fives together, I'm going to let you know that you're sliding into a desperate position, or, or not desperate. I'm sorry, a risky position. Um, right. For reasons that are not clear to you, that's uh, just as a, as a player, I'm letting you know that um, because of, of you know gears moving in the background. Okay. Um, and uh, here's the thing: she's gone, and she's like gone, gone. It's not like oh, this this ghost left. Like this ghost is not on this plane, this plane of existence anymore. This this ghost, like at the moment of death, death, instantly vanished. Whether that means 
went on to the afterlife or if like her soul was eaten or like what she is gone okay huh. so it's not the case that uh when they were following when they were following the advice of uh that one um person they consulted they didn't mess something up and send them away right well that advice hasn't been followed for this body yet because this body has not been moved um you could check the other bodies but at, i mean in this case what you know is that that advice wouldn't do anything here because there's nothing to disturb right it's just one of those things where it's like i lay down the circle and i try to call and it's like it's dead air yes yeah totally And, like, if, if it were the case where, like, the spirit had left, you would have a trail, or if it had been disturbed, there would be, like, a bit of a mess. No. At the moment of death, the spirit was gone. Huh. Meyer, I know we work with ghosts and shit, but I'm starting to get pretty spooked right now. Right. This is fairly unusual. Would this is something that would Meyer know a thing or two about like how someone could pull this off? Or um, or is like because I'm trying to think of things to chalk it up to. Right. Um as far as the like the kill, I don't think you have I don't think anything is coming to mind necessarily. Um and probably ditto the magic. Right. As far as the soul's disappearance, I mean, I think the two things that come to mind are, I mean, so I know, Jen, you're not super familiar with this setting. This setting is like is post cataclysm, right? There was a basically a, a, a pseudo apocalypse. Um, ever since the cataclysm, like there are people who still believe in the afterlife, but given all the ghosts around, pretty suspect, right? Most people yeah. are like, probably there's no afterlife. I mean, there is an afterlife. It's hang around and becoming increasingly miserable until you disappear as a ghost. Um, and this feels like the old fairy tales about the afterlife. Um... The other possibility is that you are dealing with some sort of person or creature that drinks souls? Maybe? That just, that seems plausible. It's certainly nothing, yeah, it's just sort of one of those things where you're like, I mean, I guess, I, I guess that could happen. <laughs> a, a sort of a sort of soul eater, if you will. Yeah, this is this is. Um, I don't think you have any any reference. It's not that you don't have any reference material. It's that you don't have any refer reference material you trust, right? Like, yeah, like this is something that like a soul eater is something that you see in a story. Right, right. You see it along there with like vampires and mummies and zombies and stuff. And like, I mean, you know, you've seen a zombie before. They're not like they are in books. Um. So, you know, it's like sometimes those are like those stories have a kernel of truth. Sometimes they are just pure fantasy. You read a book about a Dullahan and you're like, that's sick. That's bullshit. Those don't <laughs> exist. 
Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't know. You have you have like myths and like the ramblings of people from like 500 years ago who were clearly very stressed out and you can't really trust their words. Right. All right. Hmm. Should I go ahead and do my investigation of the area that I was uh, thinking about doing? Sure. Um, so, here is a question. You have two skill... Mm. 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 You have three skills that could make sense here, and what you choose to roll is going to determine what kind of results you get. You have Hunt if you're trying to track something down. You have study, if you're like, let me see the finer details of this, or you're like, or you can do survey if you want to sort of put together a picture. If you roll really well, you'll probably get the good stuff either way. And if you roll really badly, you're kind of fucked either way. But if you get in the middle, which is statistically likely, which one you pick is going to make a big difference. Hmm. And also, you do have a tune, which I forgot you actually have two attune which for a fucking cutter is amazing yeah um that would be a fourth option then that would probably also change the result right yes yes it would okay um and but the fact that you have a tune i will take into account with these rolls it'll, it'll give you extra information even if you roll mediocrely on something else it's just the fact that you you are you're down with the spirit zone you know useful to know okay i think hunt would be the most useful here just because it helped to know like what may have done this or whether they left a trail of any kind sure okay uh go ahead and roll me a hunt uh risky risky standard yep okay two fuck okay (laughs) um hmm so I think you are, um, you're sort of like, you're, you're focusing pretty intently on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And you, um, you see that there are, like, footprints. Um, and they're like, they appear to be some nice shoes. So you're pretty sure they weren't this lady. Um, some nice, like, crisp, like, dress shoes. Of some sort, you know, you're not a you're not a you're not a shoe head. You can't identify them exactly. Um, and um, you start to follow the trail, and it leads up to the body. Of course, of course, it would. Um, there's a little bit of the path where she is walking with whoever this is, and then they stop there, um, and. The figure stands in front of her. Again, it's footprints you can't tell for how long. And then starts to walk away. And uh, as you turn, you hear like a sound behind you, like a weird sound. And I think uh, Meyer probably lets out like a, a sound of surprise of some sort because the body just turns to ash and crumbles away. And that draws your attention, and then when you look back, the the footprints are gone. What the hell is happening here? 
some... Now, listen, the distinction between light magic and dark magic isn't that different, but I get the feeling we're dealing with some dark magics here. I'd say that's a pretty fair assumption, yeah. We're dork magics. What a nerd, (laughs) killing people and stealing their souls. Loser. (laughs) That's another possibility is that their soul got stolen. Because I I have captured souls before. I've, oh, captured, yeah. I've captured dog souls, but they're souls nonetheless. I just sort like, of said that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, that's another possibility is that they're a soul collector, which might be a more like that's another assumption that like Meyer can make is that like someone's collect possibly collecting souls. Mm-hmm. But well, thing about murder is you need motive means and opportunity we know the we're still unclear on all three of those things really we barely know the means because we're dealing with some magic here and it's magic that i'm unfamiliar with motive is who knows if they're just randomly killing people or if there's a pattern um, an opportunity is we don't know when this happened. Yeah, there's a lot of un- there's a lot of unanswered questions here. Is that really a lead to grab onto? Hmm. Do 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 Is this in? Is this like? Oh, this is just me doing Girl from Ipanema as I wait for you to decide on something. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should we, like... Well, I guess... I thought initially that maybe we should scoop up some of the ashes and see if anyone can study them for us, but that probably wouldn't tell us much more than what we already know. Um, based on the shoes... I'm guessing that the person who's doing this is either a complete stranger to here or they're one of the higher class folk. Let's go and talk to the spirit wardens. That's an idea, yeah. Um, I would like to speak with them and see what they know about this case. Okay. Um... Give me just a give me a consort just so I know generally the tone of this conversation. Risky standard. Uh yeah. Ooh. Hmm. I can't push myself right now. That was a one, by yeah. the way, for the listeners at home. Wait, why can't you push yourself? I mean, I could push myself. Or but you can you... get in a sit. Well, I don't think Scully should probably take on stress for something like this. Um, yeah, I'll let you put your push yourself if you want to. Okay, I'll just roll again if you want to do that. Okay. Um, or I could offer you a devil's bargain. I'll push myself. Okay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry, friend. The rules are the rules. Uh, that sucks. Um. Hmm. 
It could just be they're just as confused as we are. Yeah, but that's not interesting, right? Yeah. It's my job to make a road forward. Um, I think... Um, <laughs> I think you start trying to head towards their headquarters in White, in White Crown, right? Right. And you get stopped by a blue coat. And the blue coat's like, nah, nah, nobody's leaving the Char Hollow right now. Okay, great. Um, and I think we can zoom out a little bit, right? I don't need to play this scene out exactly, but basically, uh, they just found another body. And it was a rich person, so suddenly the blue cro- the blue coats care. Oh. Hmm. Um, and so they are locking down the Char Hollow, and they're going to find whoever did this. Just to confirm, we're cut off from our base of operations right now, right? Yes, you are. Uh, and so at this point, please declare load. Okay. Uh, I'm going to declare five uh, for normal. Okay. I'll do the same. All right. You got it. Uh, And. (sighs) Maybe we should roll engagement. It's not going to work like a normal engagement. Um, But you are engaged at this point, right? Yep. Um. You know what? Here's how we're going to do this. Let me ask you some questions. And we'll decide how many dice you're rolling for engagement. Okie doke. First of all, what sort of threat are you expecting? A serial killer. Okay. A supernatural serial killer of all things. All right. Uh, How many do you expect? I mean, at this point, I think we're just expecting one, right? Yeah. We're just expecting one. Okay. Uh, What countermeasures do you think you would have prepared? And you can, like, I'll let you have, like, updated, like, this declaring of load has happened, like, obviously since you've left your base, but, like, just at this moment, what do you want? Like, generally, what's the tone of your preparation? I'm not making you declare anything, just, you know. Well, something to apprehend this uh, criminal. Okay. And so, weapons would probably be on our... on, Or at least, Scully would bring the weapons, I would bring the instruments to deal with um, the supernatural elements of things. And then uh, just just for the hell of it to see if I can get you some more bonus dice. Uh, any guesses on means, motive, or opportunity? You don't well, have to this... get it exactly, but if you can, if you can, if you can indicate that you're in the right, going in the right direction, then that will give you an advantage. Okay, I think they're using something. I think they're using some sort of magic to get there to mobilize their victims. So it seems like we're dealing with someone who 
doesn't really use weapons, so... There are obviously, like, there's, like, a religious motivation because they are possibly, they are using some very loaded religious imagery to send a message of some kind. Mm -hmm. And they are using, I don't think it's random who they're choosing. Um, but the difference between like a homeless person and a rich person, I mean, is pretty vast. So this is like their motive right now. I don't know what their motive is. They, they're probably trying to, they're trying to communicate something. I mean, you don't leave a body like that if you're Mm -hmm. not trying to send a message. I think their motive is like, uh... They they see themselves as judge, jury, and executioner, basically taking the steps to fulfill their religious uh, beliefs because th- the rest of the world isn't doing that for them. And then, do you have any guesses as for opportunity? This one is probably going to be the. I think this one right now you have the least information on. Opportunity could be a. You know what it could be. It could be a priest of some kind because there are still religious people in Duskfall and they probably frequently invite um, priests into their homes or into their own vicinity for the sake of like receiving blessings or prayers or something like that. So it could be as simple as uh, like it could be as simple as like a priest going up to a homeless person saying, "Hello, let me give you a blessing," for and you know a homeless person is desperate and will take anything at that point. Um, and, but a rich person may be religiously inclined to invite a priest to their home specifically for those same reasons. So. Based on all of your all of your guesses, uh, I'm going to say you can roll four d six. Ooh! Wow. Okay. Some of them were good. A six, a four, a two, and a three. All right, you are in a controlled position. Hooray! Yay! Um. I think so. You, you turn back around to go back into the Char Hollow because clearly there's there's not really much other choice. You can see that the blue coats are setting up like a barricade around the district, um, and um, some blue coats are are heading into the district itself to try and you know like like beat you know you know beat the pavement, figure out what's going on, um, but they're not really good with supernatural shit, and you know. Probably in order to make a rich person happy, they're just going to grab some, like, some local, like, repeat offender and string them up for something they didn't do. Because that's what they're like. Right. Um, so they will likely not be of much use to you. Um, and, um, sure, you gotta, you gotta, you're in a controlled, let me be nice to you, shall I? Sure. Uh the uh the clock chimes it's now eight o'clock um 
p.m. Now, in Duskfall, the hours of the 12 hours of daytime, basically a.m. in our world, don't have special names. They're just hours. But in uh, the twilight hours, they do have special names. Currently, this hour that's just starting, 8 p.m., would be the hour of wine. 9 p.m., the next hour, is known as the hour of ash. Hmm. So it sounds like we're working on the time limit here. I mean, you know, unless you want to, you know, get more information if someone else gets killed. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should go with the hottest lead, which is this new body. Okay. Uh, That's going to be a hunt for sure to try and find it. Okay. Since I have the highest stats in hunt, maybe I should do that again. Okay. Controlled standard? Uh, yes. Oh. That's due. Yep. Um, I think not having the, the best rolls today. Yeah, I think the problem isn't finding it. That's not too hard. Um, because you just sort of follow you sort of follow the the blue coats. It takes you a little more time than you were hoping because you follow a couple of them who are just you know beating the ground, but a lot of them are heading to the site of the murder, right? Right. Um, but the other part is predictably they're not letting you anywhere near it. Right. Um. um but we... I think you can get a peek through. Um. And. Gosh, it really is too bad you don't have access to it because there is a carriage. There is a man in some very nice looking clothing, kneeling on the ground, hands clasped, eyes towards heaven. And then there is a driver who is alive and the blue coats are talking to him and he's just like wild eyed, incoherent with fear. Can we bribe the blue coats to let us talk to the driver? I think in a situation like this, you can't. Okay. Or at least it would be too expensive. Fair enough. Um, Which I think should give you a clue about how seriously they're taking this, and I guess thereby how rich this person was. It's pretty easy. Uh, the one thing I'll, I'll I'll say, not for the blue coats, but for dealing with the blue coats, is it's pretty easy to tell. Like, judging by their level of involvement, how rich or poor anyone involved was. It's pretty much one to one. Right. Hmm. Here's a wild idea. Uh huh. Can I? Since I. I didn't declare them earlier, but would Doug and Karos be part of my load? Um, if you declare spirit vo- bottles, sure. Yeah. Okay. I want the. Uh, they I won't want... be in their statue forms, though. That's fine. Okay. Uh, they would be in their spirit forms. Right. I would want them to not trick anything, but to like listen in on their conversation and see if they can relay that back to me. Um, 
trying to figure out how to roll this because this is a prowl, but you're not the one doing the prowling. Um, I guess this is a command. Well, I have compel. Uh, yeah, I think the problem isn't like getting them to do it; it's getting them to do it well. Mm-hmm. Is the thing they right. they're perfectly happy to follow your. What I'm trying to figure out is how well they do. Right. Um. Give me a fortune roll. Give me just a straight 1d6. One. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, this is just a command. Um, hmm. Okay. You gotta, you gotta risk it for the, for the biscuit, as it were. It's true. But we are in a controlled environment. Yes, you are. Um, well, you did roll a two on hunt. So you're kind of not anymore. You're risky now. Okay. But given it was a two, that's not too bad. Yeah. Could be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Risky standard? Uh-huh. I uh, got three. Okay. Um... I think you know what. I'll I'll be I'll be relatively generous. I think, um, what they managed to gather is that, bizarrely enough, this is not his driver. The like they don't get anything out of out of the guy, right? They can't understand <laughs> him. Um, maybe if they would rolled a little better, they would have been able to discern. Between his, between his, but he's he's kind of incoherent, and it takes some, it takes some focus to put together what he's trying to say. Um, what you get from the blue coats is that this is a replacement driver. This is like, um, this um, this carriage disappeared last night. Oh, and they assumed that there was just something else going on, like whatever, um. And they were like, okay, probably they're just they're just preoccupied or something. Um, and after some time had passed, they like um, the 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 man's estate sent another driver, not the normal driver, to go find him and and bring him home in case he was stranded or or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the guy who's here. He stumbled upon this, and he's he's just freaking out. Okay. Uh, but that does suggest that he probably doesn't actually have that much information as okay. a late arrival. Um, and no, I think probably you're, hmm, I think you can, and I, I don't, I, I think this is, this is mostly color. This is to indicate like, you know, people use some GMs use the phrase you showing you the barrel of the gun, right? Right, as you um, you like that one a lot. I do. It's very evocative. Um, you feel a presence, sort of watching, and you recognize that you felt it before, at the previous body, right before it turned to ash. 
but this presence then disappears and the body's still fine. Hmm. Perhaps I think they were worried you would figure something out, but they're not worried about the blue coats figuring anything out. <laughs> right. So we're being followed. Well, less being followed, I think we are on a trail. We're the ones following. We're in control here. <laughs> we're not in control. We are we are barreling down. We are going downhill, but we did steer ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're on a trail, but we can only get to the next spot whenever another death happens, because we're not picking up whatever they're putting down. Alright, anything you want to do? Scully, any bright ideas? Well, this scene's locked down, so the most the most we could probably do is figure out if we if we sensed where that feeling came from and if we can follow it wherever it ran. Sorry, that was a three. I was giving you that to be nice. I don't think you can That was that's more of like it's there and it's gone. Right. It's okay. it's 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 like it's like in the movie version the camera cuts to and we see like the very faint the like a silhouette looking down at y'all and then it disappears and Scully looks up and doesn't see anything and Myers like, Scully, come on <laughs> Well, we're not getting home and there's no there's nothing we can really follow at the moment, so I guess we could either hold up for the night or we keep exploring and see if we run into I mean it's another... only eight at night. It's not that late. Okay. Yeah. The night is young. But there's been a rate of like one death per day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean if the killer tried to kill you, that would make things a lot easier to find them. <laughs> Do you wanna just go out and make ourselves marks then? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a bad idea. <laughs> you can make yourself a mark if you want to. Just <laughs> Scully walking down Main Street. Oh, if only someone would kill me, perhaps in a religious fashion. Oh, <laughs> I have so much money. That's a, hmm. and faith. Yeah. Or maybe or just, not enough faith. Whichever one yeah. speaks to you, I can't tell. Just just go down the street yelling all sorts of sacrilege. Um, Jesus wasn't a very good carpenter. Um. <laughs> Why would he teach them to be fishers of men? He built tables. i'm fresh out of ideas myself Uh, hey do i know if that spirit is an animal or not wait which one the one i sensed for like a brief oh that was that was like that wasn't a dead spirit okay that was that was that was like you know like hairs on the back of your head there's somebody looking at me right duh what am i thinking i'm just thinking of like what i have a Sure. Listen. Um, when all you have is a hammer. You um, know, I can... 
So you're going to be at a disadvantage here, right? This is going to be a roll that's not great for you. Mm-hmm. I could let you roll study for ritual. Ooh. And the reason you'd be in a disadvantage is because you can't reach the body. You are referencing the one you saw and the one you can now see from a little bit of a distance and sort of, you know, going into your mind palace. Okay, so that'd be 1d6. That would be 1d6. Risky standard. I probably should have given you a bigger consequence on that command, but I'm too nice for my own good sometimes. Well, that... That. Oh god. This dice Rube god. Goldberg just way to the bottom of the desk <laughs> and it's on. a three. No, I that doesn't count. Okay, doesn't count. let's roll it again then. I gotta roll I gotta roll it on a table. Okay. Six. Six. Yes! Okay. Um So I think <laughs> that's fucked up. Um Hmm. That's fucked up. What? I'm oh, just reading boy. reading what ritual does. <laughs> oh no. Um, Did you do a bad? <laughs> I mean So okay. By the best of your reckoning, here's what the ritual is. The ritual is you look into someone's eyes. And do some kind of magic that, you, I mean, you're still not sure of the exact sort of magic, but some side of magic where it's your eyes meet their eyes and they are right. mesmerized or paralyzed or something, right? Right. Um, you pull their blood out through non-magical means. And then you take their soul out and you put it into a living receptacle. And here's the fucked up part is, if you could figure out, like, the specifics of those steps, the way the ritual ability works is you could do it. All right. You have learned this ritual. Uh, What? Yeah! Now, you don't have the tools, you don't know a way to paralyze people with your eyes? Or drain their blood. But if you could. (laughs) I mean, listen, knowledge is power. (laughs) It sure is. Power over the living. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think, yeah, but like in your brain palace, you're like, okay. Like the you're you're met you're you're going back to that you're going back to the pose, you're going back to the way the magic went through their eyes, you're going back to like the um the footprints and the way the person stood right in front of them, very close to them, like, okay, like, stood really close to them and gazed into their eyes, and you're like, okay, all right, I don't know how they drained the blood, and uh, I don't know the exact method of, like, of these steps, right? But, I mean, the last part, you don't know that, you don't know what they did, but you know how to put a soul in a container, you could do that. Right. Not that I would ever do it. <laughs> it looks but like your two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely some sort of implement being used here. It's not just using magic to spirit away the blood. That's good to know. Yeah, there, there, no magic was involved in draining the blood. 
but magic is involved in paralyzing them into... Well, I imagine they are paralyzed into that state. And then... Sure, yeah. Um, I think you'd I think you'd be able to tell that. Yeah. Okay, Meyer, I have an idea. This this will just be so much simpler if we never stare into anyone's eyes. Like, don't come into eye contact with anyone. We'll be seen as rude, but we'll be safe. Sure. That's a possibility. But I think this per- We still don't know why this person is targeting those- Like, these people are being targeted, Right. They are, yeah. So. Uh, the um, the clock chimes 15 minutes till the hour of Ash. Okay. And do you want to, like, check out nearby churches, see if any of them have these people's names on their registry or anything like that like something we could follow to see whether some of the previous victims well i guess we didn't know the previous victims names damn it okay unfortunately we only know one one i don't even think we know the name of this rich person no at the moment no you don't so would the well wait a minute the lamp black said some of their own members got killed right Mm mm-hmm so, let's talk to the Lamp Blacks and see what the what their victims had in common. Okay, that takes no time at all. Lamp Blacks are everywhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, and they said they would, and they said that they would help us out. Right. You're gonna roll a consort here, but again, mostly this is just gonna see how much the one you're talking to knows, because they're happy to help. They they want this solved as much as you do, more than you do, probably. Another two. That's oh, frustrating. Um, yeah. Can I roll a real die? In the future, but this one I'm going to have yeah. to rock it. Um, yeah. So the consequence is you're now going to be in a desperate position. I think as you're talking to this person, the ch- the clock is going to chime. Hour of Ash. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you're talking to uh, a member of the of the Lamp Blacks. What do, What do you want to know? I want to know what, besides being Lamp Blacks, what did the victims have in common? Um, did they go to the same church? Did they um, speak with, like, were they in the same area? Like, what like what sort of commonalities did the victims have with each other? And I think this, this, uh, this Lamp Black you're talking to um, her name is Sarah. Um, Sarah, um, sort of like does a little bit of a conspiratorial glance and says like, look, I've told this to the others and they think I'm being superstitious, but I've checked with the other killings and like the ones that we have like a time window for. Every time window overlaps with the hour of ash. It is always someone. I mean, they sometimes they've been around like for the windows longer than that, but there has never been anyone who is killed who 
couldn't have been killed during the Hour of Ash. I see. Okay. And I mean, they they keep saying it's a coincidence, but it's like that's not it's not how investigations work, (laughs) right? Exactly. You you look at coincidences and figure out what the causes of them are. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think it's a time wizard. A time wizard? Imagine someone who only had power one hour of the day that like they synced up with time. I, I don't know, like, if it's, like, ley lines or, you know, hmm. or if you rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a situation where I feel like, I feel like Scully is making a face that's like, ah, that's, that's an interesting insight. Well, <laughs> inside, it's like, oh, we're getting nothing. We got one useful piece of information from her, but that's all we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Right. Time wizard, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. So. We are. Where are we right now? We talk to the Lamp Blacks. Mm-hmm. We have a vague idea that it happens around the same time. And you sort of have a vague idea of how, like, how it goes down, the method, as it were. Right. Well, more than vague, but not totally specific yet. Right. How is he, How are they doing it in the middle of the street and not getting caught? Because that's another thing, is that these are happening, like, well, one happened in an alleyway, mm-hmm. and that was the homeless person. Mm-hmm. But this other killing happened, um, just on a street, like, yeah, on a street somewhere. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We found the person, like, we found the victim here, and the person that was sent to go after the driver and the victim, but the driver is nowhere to be seen, so maybe they have something to do with this. But what does the, what did that driver have in connection with the homeless person? And the other lamp blacks? Well... The, I imagine drivers aren't the most well-paid within the specific societal caste we have going on here. Maybe maybe this was somewhere close to where they lived. Gosh, catching a serial killer is hard, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll a d6 here. Okay. Fun. It was a two. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> We had nothing but twos today. Um, okay. Waiting around for another murder to happen would be a bad idea. Yeah. Would you suggest that we check some of the back alleys again, or do you think they're moving up in the world? It's gonna happen here unless one of the unless the killer is a blue coat or is 
disguised like a blue coat because they've locked down the entire district. Hmm. That's assuming they are even... That's assuming they're even locked into our physical sort of method of transportation and they can't just disappear like they seem to be doing when we're onto something. But you found footprints, so... I did, yes. So they, they do seem to walk. I've got a new way to walk. Walk, walk. <laughs> uh, We're going to check the shoes of everyone in town. <laughs> so I'm going to no. let you know. Uh, I'm going to give you, like, in real world, like a minute or two here to decide on a course of action. And then in-game time will advance if you don't. Because it is starting to feel like Meyer and Scully are also hesitating. Okay. We need to go check out one of the nearest churches here. Let's... If nothing else, we'll likely be safest within the church because I imagine they're not too eager to kill within their own hollowed grounds. Okay. Um, Yeah, a church actually... We could ask some of the local clergy um, about, like, the significant... Like, is there anyone who has like a like in their dogma about like these types of po- well not these types of poses but like ask them about what they ask them about their specific views on the afterlife yeah why don't you give me a hunt okay you do that one that'll be me we're doing a Desperate mm-hmm. or risky? Desperate, yeah. Okay. Four. Okay. Uh, it means there is a consequence, but you do get it. Um, so I think you um, you find there is one church in the area. Um, most of the churches are outside of this outside of this district. Um, but there is a local church, and you go there. Um, and there are some people here, uh, praying a lot of people, like, it's not hard for people to make the connection between the poses these people are left in, right? Um, and, and religion. And so there are people Mm -hmm. here who are like, who are like praying for the killings to end, praying for protection, um, or just praying for other things because people here have a lot of worries. Um, but the church is not packed, but it's like, it's decently busy. Um, and I think a, a clergyman uh, comes over to you. Um, and this is uh, this is uh, Father Walter. Um, he's he's sort of like a maybe like early fifties uh, man with um, like like gray hair, but like sort of like like a full head of like silver hair um, and some very bright blue eyes. Um, and he's just like, is there anything I may help you with? Well, um, we came to learn a little bit more about the church, like uh, find out about uh, how do you particularly view the afterlife, so to speak? It is a subject of uh, much debate these days among myself and my peers. I know a lot of my children have difficulty believing in an afterlife with the world in the state it is with spirits and 
a shattered sky and a sea of darkness. I believe there is one. And I believe that the way to it is now harder than it ever was before. I think we have to live a good life. And then we have to live a good ghost life. It's too many people build up hatreds and anger. And then when they, though they live normal lives and they are not hateful in their normal lives, when they die, that hatred becomes their driving force and they become vengeful spirits. And I think it is incredibly difficult, but it is upon us to not let that hatred consume us as ghosts. And only then can we be granted the peace we deserve. I see. And if someone led a peaceful sort of life and passed away, how how quickly do you think... Do you think they would spend much time in the spirit realm before moving on? These sorts of things are hard to predict. We have... Honestly, I, these days, such questions are perhaps better addressed to the spirit wardens than to the church, but we all have to do our time. The world is not so kind as to let people go without a fight. It is a hard place, and in one form or another, I think everyone has a little bit of pre-afterlife to do. We have to reckon right. with the sins that were not so great as to damn us, but weighed on us all the same in our lives. That's a wise way of looking at things. I hope so. I don't know what else to think with the world the way it is. Are you troubled? We've been... With it, the both of us, we've been sort of, uh, we've been dealing with something that seems kind of uh, unique and uh, terrifying, and we're trying to make some sense the of killings, it. killings, of course. Yes, we've had a few right. people asking. I, I don't know, there are a lot of different beliefs these days. Our beliefs were tested very severely by the cataclysm, and I don't know that as a faith we ever truly recovered from that. I have difficulty believing that any of my children would think that this was the right thing to do, but my difficulty to believe could just as easily stem from naivete, I suppose. Out of curiosity, and I did and I list off the names of like the black uh, the lamp blacks mm. that and it's like were they attenders of this church? Uh, one of them was, but no, no, most of them didn't live in this district. They might go to churches in their own districts, or but I don't know of of any of them, save for one, being particularly devout. Hmm. Can you tell me about the devout one? Well, 
Uh, Andrew Thornton was just, I mean, man of, of simple means. He grew up here in the Char Hollow. His father was a butcher. Um, the business was constantly on the verge of shutting down. And he was the sort of person who, through his family, learned to trust trust the heavens because they couldn't trust their fellow man. Very quiet man. Very kind. But scared. Always scared. Hmm. Was he... Scared of anything in particular aside from the business closing? Uh, just the world. Are you... I don't want to speak for you two. I don't know where you're from. But you grow up in the Char Hollow. You grow up at the bottom of the Char Hollow. And the thing you learn, and it's true for you even if it's not true for others, is that the world wants to kill you and it is a hair away from doing so at any moment. And for Andrew, he was, even in the best of moments, never able to put that out of his mind. He could he could be at a party and just keenly aware of, of how quickly it all could end. I see. Hmm. Where are you from, if I may ask? Well, I came from Akoros, but uh, we've been moving around a bit ever since we decided to start helping people for a living. I see. Do you have a church? <laughs> uh, um, funny you should ask that. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um, well, I don't mean to push, but if you find yourself with nothing else bolstering you, faith can be a benefit. I I know <laughs> I'm not much of a proselytizer these days. I think if circumstances such as ours don't turn you to faith, then door-to-door <laughs> -door salesmanship isn't going to do it. Yeah, regardless, we're, we're grateful for your opinion on this, and uh, it it helps a lot to hear more about this. Thank you. Of course. Uh, and he walks over to, to speak to another, like another person has come in, and he's, he's advising them. Okay. And I think you, uh, you walk out, and uh, the way you came is sort of crowded like there's just like there's some like there's some traffic jam right with like like wagons and stuff so you duck down a different alleyway and you wind um and you're not super used to the char hollow but it's like okay we go this way we go this way we should be able to get back out on the main street right mm -hmm. and you turn a corner and you see a figure kneeling in prayer eyes towards the heavens and in like a circle almost around them Six blue coats dead on the ground. Christ. Okay. Uh, and um, it is not the, the, you know, 
the per- the praying figure is like the other bodies, hard to tell the cause of death. Um, the six blue coats, it is a lot less hard. They have just holes through their chests. Could one person do this? One very skilled person, yes. I mean, the blue coats aren't exactly known for hand-to-hand combat. But even six on one, that's that's a lot to ask for. Um, I'm going to attempt to commune with one of the spirits of the blue coats and okay. see if they were direct witness to this. Sure. And while this is happening, I'm just gonna um, I'm gonna keep my eyes out to make sure that nothing comes to. Okay. I will keep that in mind. Like, if the roll goes badly, I will give you an opportunity before. I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a little bit of help because that's a good thing okay. to note. Go ahead and roll me a desperate attune. Oh, snake eyes! <sighs> Come on, this sucks. <laughs> um. I think you you like try to whisper up a ghost and you whisper up all six. And they're just all like sitting. They're not doing the proper pose. They're just sitting, but they're all just staring at the body, unblinking. Their eyes are defocused and glassy. Uh whatever got them got them in a way that has not worn off yet, even though they're dead. Okay, so they still think they're alive, then? Not necessarily. It could just be that whatever hit them had lasting effects that lasted into ghost form. Okay. Guessing you can't really question them, then? In this state, anyway. I think it, even if I tried, they would. They w- I want to get any good answers. And <sighs> Scully. Yeah. This is going to be a level two harm instead of a level three. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, basically you just you feel a rush of wind as something lands behind you and you spin on heel and you see like a silhouette of a person you're, you know you're still turning around really fast there's not good lighting in here and before your eyes can really focus they lash out with a fist at your chest um, uh, level 2 harm crushed or you can try and resist I'm not really in a position to resist right to resist right now, am I? I mean, you have stress that you can spend, and also <laughs> armor. You can spend armor if you want. Okay. Um, how much armor do I have right now? Uh, you'd have to declare it. Um, you could reduce it by one level of harm by taking two load. You could reduce it by both levels of harm by declaring five load. Just like I was carrying armor and nothing else? Yep. 
Um. I would declare one hit of armor, Jen. Okay. And then attempt to resist the level one harm. Okay. Uh, if you're gonna... Mm, yeah, okay, yeah. No, just doing math. Go for it. Uh, this is okay. a... Uh, this is probably a prowess to try and get out of the way. Okay, so that would be a one. Yes, okay. uh, yes and no bonuses, because this isn't a bullet. <laughs> three. Three. Okay, you take three stress. And you take no harm. Um, I think you like you you spin on heel, and you keep spinning when you see that they're striking at you. So the the fist catches you, like off a little bit, and like your armor plate just goes like crunch, um, and it knocks off your armor plate, but also like punches a hole straight through it. And then they pull their arm back and flick their wrist, dropping the armor plate to the ground off it, like they're you know, like they're flicking blood off their sword almost. Meyer, we have a problem here. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Are you gonna? And I think the voice, I think the figure, um, the hood is obscuring everything, but like their mouth and down, right? So you can't really get a good ID on them. But they say, let them rest. Scully, take this guy out. All right. Um, I'll pull out a sword and charge them. All right. Fine hand weapon. Go for it. Uh, that's a skirmish. Um, Desperate. Let me... Just reading your stuff. Yes. Okay. Desperate standard. Oh God! One in a one, snake eyes. Um. Okay. I think you. Is it like a stab or a swing? Um. I think I was going for a swing. Okay. Um, it's a fairly narrow alleyway. They sidestep the slash and they lift a foot very quick. This all happens very fast, of course. Um, and just like, sort of like do like a, like a stomp kick on your arm, like crunching it against the wall of the, of the alley. Um, and you're going to take the level two harm broken arm. Oh, Okay. Uh, you could resist. I don't recommend it. Yeah. Um. And this person isn't leaving after they do that, right? Like they're they they've taken six people out already. They. It doesn't seem like they would be interested in leaving. I mean, I mean, so this is all happening very fast. If you're going to take an, if one of you is going to take an action right now, let me know. If not, they will take an action. What it is, 
we'll see. But like right now, if they were going to run, there hasn't been time for them to do that. I mean, there there was time for them before attacking you, but <laughs> now that they've attacked you, their next action is unclear. Okay. I could... Hmm. I feel so useless in combat situations. Um... Could I attempt to compel the six blue coat ghosts to basically run interference as it like make an attempt to do so? Sure. Uh, that's going to be limited effect, but I'll let you. It's limited because they're still kind of mesmerized. Right. But yeah, go for it. Was that a tune? Mm-hmm. Desperate limited. How is this possible? <laughs> Another snake eyes! <laughs> and we're using physical dice for that. <laughs> oh, this game hates us. <sighs> wow, this has really been a rough session, huh? Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um, so I think you... Um, think here I think the ghosts respond right I think they stand up and they just like they march towards this figure their eyes are still kind of like like glossy they're still unfocused um and the figure shakes their head and says you disrespect the dead and faster than they can reach lunges forward with one of those punches at you You're not super buff. Your description here is wiry. Mm Mm-hmm. This is level three. Oh, You just rolled so many ones. I have to. Yeah. I have to. Um, You can declare armor again to reduce it to level two, and you you have plenty of stress to try and resist. Um... Yeah, I'll declare armor to make it a level two harm. Okay. And I will attempt to resist. Okay. Uh, how are you resisting? What does this look like? Um. I would. I want to argue insight or resolve because that's what's better for me. Um, so I can see. Here's what I'll offer you. Okay. Um, I think resolve makes sense, and you'll get a bonus XP for reckless. But this will right. evolve into a level two after the job. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, go ahead and roll. No bonus dice? Uh, no bonus dice. Six. I got a six. Okay, you don't take any stress from this then. That's great. Great. Um, I do think you take the level two harm shattered. Um, cause if it weren't for your armor, this fist would have gone clean through you like it did them. Right. Uh, instead it goes through the armor, which slows it down just enough so that the fist hits you and doesn't puncture your skin, but does send you flying back against the wall of the, and you just like, it's, it's, it's a fucking like, it's a, it's a fucking like, it's a wall splat. Right, exactly. It's a it's an anime fighter combo. You just slam into the wall and just go flat up against the wall and you feel the shock reverberate from your whole body and then you slide down. Um and I think the figure like straightens up and says, "There is still time to change your ways." And then just turns and leaves. How? <laughs> yeah, that kind of happened. Oh, it's, I can't move my left arm at all. Damn. Uh, oh, and but before they do, I think they stop as they're turning away and glance at the body, and it turns to ash. And then they keep going. This, um, Meyer stands up slowly, breathing heavily, is like, what the hell? (laughs) I don't think two people are going to be enough for this kind of job. Like, you saw what, like, even if blue coats aren't the most... Adaptive fighters. You saw what they did to you saw what they did to us. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Um And I think that Doug says, Can I help? Can I help? <laughs> if you have any bright ideas, Doug. I've got a ghost trick idea. That's what you've been calling it, right? Yes, ghost yeah. tricks. Okay. Yeah. You want to see a trick? I could do a trick. What the hell? Might as well. <laughs> Not right now, boy. Not right now? Not right now. Okay. What was the trick? <laughs> Actually, I'm curious. This is almost... Do I say this out of character or not? If it's out of character, I'm not telling you. Okay. <laughs> actually, you know what, Doug? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got for me? Okay, okay, okay. So you know how you showed me that I can like, like, like jump into like, like things and like make them do things. Yes. I think I can jump into Karos. And the light jumps over to the other vial, and then there's a flash. A very bright light. I think you're both knocked to the ground. You're not going to take harm from this, but it does fucking hurt. Uh, 
And then um, as as like your your vision comes back to you, the vials are gone. And standing there is like the figure of a dog made out of blue flame. And the blue flame glad- gradually calms down into just like jet black fur. But you still see that blue fire in the eyes. And the dog stares at you. And that's where we're stopping for today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, we got roughed up pretty bad, but... uh, Yeah, no kidding. I guess we live for another day. (laughs) Uh, And just just as a fun bonus... Let's see if I can uh, find uh, something to share with y'all. I'm going to post something here uh, just for the friends. Uh, Don't don't let on to the audience what this is. This is a teaser for you and for next session. Check out that link. Oh, all right. Interesting. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. This is a patron podcast. Uh, We very much appreciate your support. I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, And until next time, uh, we had one for this one. We came up with one, didn't we? Did we? Did we? I thought we did last time. I, I can't remember. Just spooky, spooky, very spooky. Spooky, spooky, very spooky skeletons. Even though we haven't encountered any skeletons. <laughs> or maybe you just got beat the sh- beat up by one. Who knows? Yeah, who uh, knows? It's not a big old skeleton. Big old skelly man. A flesh skeleton, aka a person. <laughs> listen, listen. You're a g- listen. You're a ghost piloting a skeleton. How spooky is that? Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Catch you later, folks. See ya later.